This episode contains spoilers for the first half of Fate of the Furious. It contains no spoilers for the second half, though, because we haven't seen it yet. Why haven't we seen... We walked out at halftime. Oh, okay. That's why. Because we are... That's right, we are Walkout Boys, two boys who each week go to see a new release film and leave halfway through because we're renegades who do a podcast. Much like the uh, protagonists of the Fast and the Furious franchise, we are genuine outlaws. Absolutely. We're, we have no hair and big muscles, and we we don't play by anybody's rules, but our own very strict rules that we have set for ourselves, which I really wish we hadn't set for ourselves because I really wanted to see... This whole movie, start to finish. I don't know about you, Nick. Um, yeah, I was pretty jazzed about seeing what Vin and the and the crew had gotten up to. How jazzed were you? I reckon I was more jazzed. Um, I, did you buy the cup that's a tire? No. Is there a cup it's got that's a tire? A tire? It's like, <laughs> somehow it's a tire, but it has a... And, and I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to drink no soft drink at the moment. So I had to ask for just the cup um, with, some, with some water in it. And they're like, are you sure? We can fill this to the brim with Coca-Cola. And I was like, no, I'm here for the cup, sir, and nothing and nothing else. I'm here to drink water out of this tire and leave halfway through this film. You must understand me. <laughs> I feel like Vin Diesel would be, uh, Dominic Toretto would certainly be, he'd be on board with that. He doesn't drink Coca-Cola. He drinks Coronas, mm. or I assume straight petrol. Absolutely. Um, so this... Well, I, I, I here's okay, here's my... Uh, counter to oh, that, really? okay. uh, I paid uh, 45 Australian dollars uh, to <laughs> because the only session that was on in the movie theater that coincided with when I was there was a, a like a the Australian equivalent of gold class. It's like a deluxe cinema uh, experience. Yeah. Did you get a, yeah. did you get like a lazy boy? Yeah, I got a lazy boy and some free popcorn. <laughs> Nick, you didn't get free and popcorn, you got $45 popcorn. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, um, the guy, I, I, yeah, I got sat, ne- sat next to another guy who, um, he fell asleep. So when I left, like, I didn't feel bad. He didn't even notice that I left. <laughs> Been weird with him waking up and you gone. He managed, but like the morning after, you know, like. <laughs> I was pretty impressed that he could fall asleep during the loudest movie ever made. It's very loud, isn't it? It's so loud and bright, uh. And um, yeah, so for the, for the uninitiated, the, these films are about, I'm going to say, 12 men who uh, are very f- good at driving cars fast. And they went from street races to, in the from the fifth one, they took, became thieves? Heist? Yeah, they mm-hmm. were like heist experts who became spies, I think. They're spies now? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. They're all James Bonds. Imagine they're, if there were 12 James Bonds. They're all James, James Bond. Bond. <laughs> yeah. They're all James Bonds who are constantly fighting each other. And the way the franchise works is that they, every episode, every uh, movie, they'll have a new villain and then they'll swap out one of their old uh, crew who has hair and replace it with someone who's bald. So that by, <laughs> by like the 12th one, they're just, there is going to be 12 bald men. I'm very surprised they've managed to keep anyone with hair at all. In each movie, one previously good person gets a go at being bad this time. Uh, <laughs> as we saw with Michelle Rodriguez in part six, for example. And uh, well, uh, The Rock's been bad for one. Vin Diesel, well, he was bad in part one. And now he's bad again in part eight. 
for the for the first mm. time. And uh, Jason Statham was bad last time, and now he's good. Yes, so it's really great. It's really great that they mix it up. Uh, the movie starts in uh, beautiful Havana, Cuba, where mm-hmm. Vin Diesel is on his honeymoon, as implied uh, by a few times where they say honeymoon. Uh, oh, it, was he, has he not been married yet? No, he got married in the fifth movie, <laughs> but I think... <laughs> But there's just been too many car chases. Yeah, they haven't. They've gotten they haven't in the way of his the honeymoon. <laughs> That's fair. He has been very busy. Absolutely, and he is. He is, and as one does, you know, on all honeymoons, he's doing what he loves most, which is ignoring his wife, and and competing in competitive drag racing. <laughs> I loved um, the first like sort of two minutes of them walking around Cuba and he never takes his arm off her or from around her waist. Like he's just like terrified to let her go. Well, no, because he let her go two movies ago and she got killed and turned bad. Yeah, it's so true. I'd, I'd be protective as well, you know. Um, but he can't help himself, can he? He's, uh, he, sees a, he sees an opportunity for a car race. Gets, oh, he has to do it. And not only does he have to do it, he has to win it by driving backwards. Now, Vin Diesel's character is the only character, I think, in movie history who's better at driving backwards than forwards. Yeah, and he drives a car backwards while it's on fire. This is the first scene. This is the <laughs> no-stakes scene. Uh, but before that, before that, he uh, he, <laughs> there's a scene where he, where he has to like fix the car that he's about to race, and he just rips the side of it off with his hands. He just like he like rips the rips the side of the car off. He's like, we don't need this. And like checks it and away. He's so strong. He's, he's very strong. At one point later in the movie, he elbows the door of his car, and the door flies off as if it's been shot with the, like a rocket. Let's not forget the scene where the Rock later on is in prison and doesn't have any weights to lift, so rips <laughs> rips a concrete bench <laughs> out of the floor <laughs> and uses that. Like I don't even know how. He ripped it out with such ease. I can't imagine it's making his muscles any bigger. <laughs> like it, he, he he ripped it out with the you know the same kind of I, that I had lift a drink bottle, and I don't get my muscles bigger by lifting a drink bottle up and down. You know. Yeah, he's going to be losing mass at this rate, working out with this puny concrete bench. So um, the only thing that that will cause him to increase muscle uh, muscle mass is if he lifts himself somehow. And that's the plot, I think, of the ninth movie, <laughs> is that quandary. Um, so so the uh, Vin Diesel's in Havana, Cuba, and uh, a dreadlocked Charlie's Theron approaches him. That is what the main thing that she's doing in this movie. Is having dreadlocks? Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, um, she shows him a cell phone, and she's like, uh, hey, uh, uh, you're not going to like this. And he doesn't, and then he turns bad. And I don't know what she showed him. I don't think. I think what you don't think. No, no she kidnapped know. his his old wife, his other wife. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so when his current wife because, died because for two movies, this is a- he got a new wife, and she kidnapped that yeah. wife. Why not? Well, that makes sense because the only thing that Dom cares about is family, and the only thing he cares more about. Then family is his actual fam. Who, but he doesn't care enough about them to, uh, you know, Take, hang around yeah, with them, spend any time with them, or get to know them. No, they're not his and family, so, but they are his family. They're so, so loyal if, if, to him. When he meets his son, who's I'm going to say two, he uh, meets mm-hmm. his son, and and the mother says, "I, 
didn't want to tell you about your son out of respect for your new wife. But also, I haven't named him because I was waiting for you to name him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Name your son. (laughs) Stop waiting around for Dominic Toretto. He's not a good guy. We've established that he's a bad guy. Well, in this one. He's a genuine outlaw. He plays by no rules. He's obviously not going to play by proper naming conventions. His name is Vin Diesel. <laughs> but no, he does uh, He does take his necklace off, his cross necklace, mm. and put it over in the, uh, over the prison cell where the, she's kept, which is, you know, that's, a, that's pretty much the most, the biggest gesture that he can make is to give you that necklace. But, He's but given you know it he'll to come so- get it back shortly after. <laughs> yeah, because he loves a necklace more than he loves his family or his, even his real family. He will always come back for that necklace. It's it's a good necklace. It looks good on him. <laughs> Whenever he finds something that he's like, I better protect this. I'll put my favorite necklace on it. Which means he has to go back to the last person he wanted to protect and just goes, sorry, I've got a new priority in my life. I have to give them this necklace. I hope you don't mind. I got to be honest. I I, uh, I lo- like I love the Fast and Furious franchise, but I was a bit bored in this what? one. I mean, I only, I only saw half of it. But- <laughs> okay. I was a bit bored. Did I just Nick? Did you did you see a scene where Charlie's Theron <laughs> um, said it's zombie time, and then uh, simultaneously hacked ten thousand cars? And I did. I did. You see did that. see that? Yep. Why were you bored, Nick? I guess I just don't. I don't buy. I don't like having. I guess I don't like having Dom be the bad guy. You know. It did like a lot of what I like about the franchise is how unnecessarily sappy it is. Like they're always just so there for each other, um, and it it doesn't need it doesn't need this. It could just be the fast cars and the chases and the shooting and the flying and the lava. I'm guessing I'm guessing there's lava in the second half. I haven't seen it, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. But they still stop to all remind each other how good friends they are, and then to uh. Crack, crack jokes no matter how serious the situation and mm. I thought and yeah I guess we did lack that by having Dom be bad even though he doesn't participate in any of the jokes ever and <laughs> from what I've read about he, I guess he's the straight man isn't he like he you need the foil for everyone to to make jokes around and what I've read about the production he doesn't get along with anyone in the cast <laughs> despite the entire franchise's mantra being about how much he loves them and in what I saw, he did not share a scene with anyone apart from Charlize Theron or Michelle Rodriguez. He he shares about two seconds with The Rock in the in the scene in Berlin. Oh, we haven't mentioned that. The uh, scene in Berlin, he shares about two seconds with The Rock where he looks at him with such venom in his eyes that you know that's real and that's not acting. And he, and he disappears from sight. And he's like, that's all I'm doing with The Rock. Maybe he wanted this plot so we didn't have to spend time with the others. And he could just brood on his own and hang his necklace on things. Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile, the the sexual chemistry between Jason Statham and The Rock is off the chain. It is amazing to watch. It's inc- it's so beautiful, and only you know, in in if their film timeline is anything to go by, about four days ago, Jason Statham <laughs> killed their best friend Han. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So they never fucking bring that up. They never say like. That they're, when they bring in Jason Statham, they're like, hey, guess what? You're working with Jason Statham now. They're all like, no way, man. I'm not working with this guy. But they never say, but he's a murderer. Our friend. 
They just treat like, him that would be like the, he's a, he's a ding dong. Like they're like he, like Jason. These make British jokes. They're like oh, we're not going to work with this cup of tea drinking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, he tea killed and, your I friend. I think uh, Nick tea and crumpets drinking some bitch. <laughs> um, they, they keep making British jokes despite uh, one of their crew, the hacker, being very British. <laughs> is she? I love. Is she sitting there being I, like this is racist? I love when the the hacker and Ludacris are working on um, the computer to find out where Vin is, and um, Kurt Russell just goes. They start speaking in hacker speak, and Kurt Russell goes, "Watch this, it'll be beautiful." <laughs> and, and they like, just say like three sentences to each other in hacker speak. <laughs> They're so good at hacking. I can't believe how good they are at hacking. Why do they have to get another hacker? They have they are the best team in the world. Well, the, who just also happened to be of course, best friends. Well, they're the best team. Like three of them, like between the Rock, the strongest man in the world, Toretto, the best driver in the world, and Ludacris, the best hacker in the world. They have their team. Everyone else is is uh, extra. Bad. Roman is a uh, a real burden to them. All Roman does is be entirely inept and make okay jokes, I guess. And the reason he's in their group is because he's the fastest talker apparently in the world who can talk his mm. way out of anything. But they don't need him. They can hack their way out yeah. of anything. He also can't talk his way out of anything because he just says the wrong thing or at the wrong time always. <laughs> All he does is just try flirt with everyone and get himself <laughs> into trouble. And he has to be saved by expert driving and or hacking. He, he has some great um, comedy moments in this one. I really like when they made him uh, 11th on the Interpol list and everyone was top 10. It was very funny. Um, so what actually happened in this movie? So they... they the the rock goes to prison. Vin Diesel turns bad. Well, the rock goes they to prison, out of prison for stealing a weapon of mass destruction from Berlin. Um, and then they get out of prison. But Kurt Russell takes them out of prison and to their secret hideout. Vin Diesel and Charlize Theron find them at their secret hideout. And they then take they... the the weapon from the last movie, the God's Eye, which is the um which is the thing from the Dark Knight, which can see every phone camera. Yeah. And I don't know what she wants to do with it. And then they, then they go to New York and they, they drive cars around <laughs> remote, with remote controls. Well, some do. Some drive them. They get a new, um, a new secret hideout, which is in a fishmonger's. Oh, yeah. Um, and they all get given new cars. and they, Oh, and then, and then they all shoot... Um, uh, uh, like harpoons at Vin Diesel's car, and but he his car is too strong. <laughs> his strong his car is stronger than five cars. <laughs> and the, there's a, that whole scene. They're all just like his car is too strong. <laughs> the, 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 I, I remember the line of dialogue. They're like, God, that thing must have a hundred horsepower. And then someone's like, Try three hundred. And then Jason Statham goes, Try five hundred. <laughs> like that. <laughs> They all, um, I'm amazed by their cars. Their cars all have harpoon systems in them, which are deadly accurate. And I don't, I, how often do you have to latch on to other cars? I guess they're often latching on to other cars. It's, it's, all the time. They have, they've got to do this all the time. Or what I, I, I wonder is, do they have the same car in every country? Or do they have to ship the car over... Because they, they 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 hop the globe a lot and yes, uh, they and always, always have, have the their cars when they're there. Their cars. Do they have a, a ship? Do they wait for it to like pick it up at a port? Yeah, I think so. I think this takes like 
a, a good couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just well, they, them hanging by the docks waiting for the I was about to say, it's not like customs. they just have have a plane, but um, Charlie Theron's character does have an invisible plane <laughs> in this one. Oh, yeah. Which uh, it flies between the satellite uh, currents. <laughs> so it can't be spotted. Yeah. And then, yeah, and so then she controls all the cars and then... And then when do we leave? We, I left when uh, they were running. Oh, they, so he steals some launch codes for a nuclear weapon. <laughs> and then... So yeah, Dom Toretto steals from the Russians. He steals the launch codes to the Russian nuclear... Uh, the nuclear football, as they say. Yeah. And uh, then he kills Jason Statham. But, like, surely not. But he kills Jason Statham. Not kills him. What? He shot him. What? Dead. Oh, he did. He did, did shoot did, him. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Here's where I walked out. Just after that, Lady Michelle Rodriguez walks up to him. His girlfriend, his wife, the love of his life, apart from him turning mm-hmm. bad because of his other wife, that he loves more but less than his current wife. And he pulls a, he pulls a gun on her. And then I left. Yeah, that's where I left as well. Wow. Did, you reckon he kills her? Let's find out. In the second half. Before we do that, uh, it is, of course, time to catch up with an old friend. I would almost say he's family. It's James <laughs> Cromwell. It's Alive and Cromwell. Nick, you have huge James Cromwell news this week. Oh, huge. Yeah, well, uh, he, he sent me a message on Twitter just saying... Uh, if you walk out of the promise halfway, you'll miss me completely. But all the proceeds are going to charity, so go twice. Um, so I don't know if he's going around all his Twitter followers and uh, sending them DMs asking them to go see his movies. Uh, but if he is, great strategy. Um, it's really good. But I also like to think he's you know he's got a soft spot for us, and he really wants us. So basically, what he's asking is for us to do a walkout, boys, of his movie about the Armenian genocide. <laughs> it'll be it'll be a classic episode. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want to see a movie that James Cromwell is not in the first half of. Um, I guess no, I mean it, it's nice of him to warn us, because if we had gone and sat there for twenty minutes, you know, twenty minutes. I hope it's no, you know, for an hour and a half, look, uh, watching a Cromwellless film when we were anticipating at least some a Cromwell full film, a Cromwell full. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, but I'm really excited to uh, get to get the privilege of um, guessing what he's going to do in the second half, which uh, I imagine is going to be <laughs> sort uh, out the Armenian genocide. Either help help with or um, kind of perpetrate the Armenian genocide. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know which side his character is on. I hope the I hope the good side. Yeah, it'll it's be going to be whichever side is um, supporting the rights of the animals. Yes. Do you reckon he has a contract like the Fast and the Furious cast uh, contract clause where it's like he must always be on the side of the animals Definitely. and and he cannot uh, beat an animal in a fight. <laughs> an animal must always beat James Cromwell in a fight. I heard he film. was originally in uh, Jaws, but at the end he wouldn't. He refused to shoot the shark and so they had to re- sort of recast him. And they, they were like, James, the, f- the shark isn't real. <laughs> But it, but it's you know, it's a thought that counts. Like, I'm vegetarian, right? And sometimes I don't eat uh, chicken flavored chips. 
the potato chips, but they don't have mm-hmm. real chickens in them. But it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to just even buy the thing that says chicken written on it, you know? So I can see why I didn't kill that fake shark. No, I don't know. That sounds stupid, but. <laughs> <laughs> I got to believe in something, Nick. Here I am walking out so of what, what the is furious... it, what, Your belief is that you don't, you shouldn't eat chicken, a, a, a brand of chips that's called chicken flavor because it, it, the, the name is associated with chickens. Yeah, it's like encouraging people to think chicken is a good thing to eat. Because they'll look at their market oh, research you. and they'll go, we sold a packet in uh, Auckland, New Zealand. People must be loving these chickens. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's start putting real chickens in them. Yeah, yeah. I kind of I, I kind of allow that, Nick. I mean, sure, if a chicken saw you eating those chips, the chicken would be like... Well, chickens are not smart. And, and I'll, I'll say that. And, yeah, they, um, they, don't, they wouldn't know that... They'll chips... see the word chicken written there and go, that must contain real chicken. Because... <laughs> They have poor powers of reasoning. Mm, absolutely. Uh, uh, and I'm sorry, James, if you're listening to that. And that's, which I he's not you listening. Are. <laughs> he's, he's listening. <laughs> How would he know that we walk out halfway through the movies if he didn't listen every week? That's true. It is our big secret. <laughs> uh, that's been Alive in Cromwell. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we return, we will... Guess what happens in the second half of The Fate and the Furious. But first, a word from our brand new sponsors. Dear person listening, I'm interrupting this podcast to inform you that the NZ International Comedy Festival powered by Flick Electric Co. is on. April 27 through till May 21, hundreds of shows, some of them featuring the very podcast host you were listening to moments ago before I interrupted. Go and see all the shows and buy tickets for the shows at comedyfestival.co.nz where all the show details are. Please and thank you, and now back to your show. Uh, where we last left our hero, Dominic Toretto, he was in the streets of New York uh, chasing a, a briefcase full of nuclear launch codes, and it had just been stolen off him by uh, Letty, his wife. Uh, wife? Don't say wife with a question mark, Nick. So She's a real wife. <laughs> As opposed to what? A wife. A wife. His wife. Um, uh, and... and He's just shot Jason Statham. And he's he's bloodthirsty. He's ready to kill. And and he's got this big... I like how you said a uh, a case full of nuclear codes. There's so many codes in there. They're all dropping up. People are coming and picking them up. Being like, ooh, what are these? But luckily they don't they have the keypad. So it, 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 it's fine. But uh, he's got this case. Where he's weighed down with nuclear codes. And he pulls up his gun. Aims it at his wife's face. And, and she has to bring him back from... You know, being bad. She looks him dead in the eyes and she's like, Dom, this isn't you. Don't you remember? And he's like, Remember what? She's like, Remember all the times we had together as husband and wife. And the camera zooms into his eye. And, Which, as um, we know, is the place where you can see memories. Absolutely. And uh, we see. Um, like one of those YouTube recaps of uh, everything you need to know about Fast and Furious up until this point. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very emotional. They play like all the good scenes from the last five films and um, a lot of this film up until that point. Yeah. Just to show you all the highlights again so you remember. And it's, it's fun stuff, you know. And you're not at the movie for the plot, so you really enjoy watching all your favorite scenes uh, again. 
Yeah, it really reminds you how it sort of make in quite. It's, it's not. I don't know if it's a great movie because it really makes you think about how like the bites kind of got out of the franchise now. Like, it just doesn't have the swagger that it used to have. Um, but you, so you really just like find yourself going. Oh, I wish I was watching like number five. That was when it was really vital. You know, like I just felt I felt alive then. This one feels a bit oh, yeah. paint by numbers, you know, and um, and that's uh, that's kind of what Vin Diesel said as, says as well. He's like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not really bad. You guys know this. Why? Why? I mean, why are we even bothering with this? And he just, so he just kind of he drops the gun and he's like, uh, forget it. But the, here's the thing: not only has he said forget it uh, regarding shooting her, you know, he's he said forget it to his marriage. He doesn't want to be with her anymore. Like the love is gone from his heart. He, he doesn't care about his family or his actual family. He kind of just wants to be alone. Um, yeah, he's, so he he's files... sick of cleaning up everyone else's messes. He's sick of all this responsibility. He's sick of yeah. being Dominic Toretto, you know? So what he does is he, um, he, he files for divorce. <laughs> right and, there and uh, then. <laughs> right there and then. And he's like, look, I, uh, I gotta take these nuclear codes somewhere else, but first we're, we're they're they're in New York City, so he he, he takes her to um to the what do you get Nick? I haven't been I mean you've not been divorced either, but where would you get divorced? Um, I I think he goes to the office of the characters from the the TV show Suits. <laughs> oh, do they live? Are they live in New? Do they live in New York? They sure do. And all oh the, wow, yeah, it's a it's a little crossover. Harvey That's Specter, fun. he uh. He helps one of them file the divorce papers. Oh, cool! So that's the, and that's that's all. Like, it's very but he doesn't thorough. just get um, divorced from Letty. He also gets divorced from the rest of his family. So he yeah. uh, he um, signs a, a reverse adoption on uh, Roman and Ludicrous and the other ones. And everyone's like, "Oh, this is whack, man!" <laughs> like they they are, they are not happy. Mm. And uh, well, because of the, course they're not happy. They don't have a, a foster father anymore. They're, now they're being put up for adoption. What? So, so he was their literal foster father on paper, as well as of their kind of metaphorical family. Absolutely. Why do you keep, oh, do you so, keep saying family all the time? Oh, because it's like he is like acting in 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 loco parentis or whatever. Oh, wow, that's um, hmm. that's crazy. Okay, well, uh, I guess I guess they've all got to get new foster parents now. <laughs> so um, yeah, they get put into the foster a- care system, and they're living in a halfway yeah. house. Um. You know, it's 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 a big it's a big learning curve for them. There's kind of like yeah, there's a, a um, Brie Larson's character from Short Term Twelve as a cameo. Um, <laughs> a lot of odd crossovers in this film. They're really like in in attempting to broaden the franchise to appeal to everyone. Unfortunately, the filmmakers have kind of made it weirdly niche. You know, like cause they're like fans of independent drama aren't going to be fans of Fast and Furious. They're like, well, let's get them, let's get them, let's lasso them in, and. Uh, so yeah, there's a lengthy scene. Yeah, like, do you know what's not Fast and Furious? Uh, the the adoption process. <laughs> it's it is, it slow is, uh, and tedious. Slow and full of red tape. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and there's a lengthy scene with kind of Brie Larson just like sitting on a swing next to Jason Statham, like and and just they're both still, <laughs> as as like uh, some you know, music by Grizzly Bear or something plays, and they just kind of sit there, and she's like, "What do you do? You know what you want?" And he's like, I want to fight The Rock and I want to shove his nose so far up his ass he sneezes out his fucking mouth. And you're like, oh, all right. It's, you just say, why, why, 
Why do you really want to fight the rock? I've, I've really thought about it. I guess, I guess he's angry at me because I, I killed his friend, but then we've been forced to work together and no one's really brought up the fact that I killed his friend. So it's kind of this weird tension simmering beneath the surface for all of us. So um, I was hoping just to fight him so we didn't really have to talk about our problems. Because, to be honest, I regret killing his friend. Because as you can see, despite my actions four days ago, I'm actually a really nice, lovely guy. Do you think it would be fair for you to kill his friend and then fight him? Even if you were stronger than than him, which, listen, I just eyeballing you two, he is three times as big as you. He's going to crush yeah, you. Yeah, but he's... Yeah, but li- listen, see, he's losing mass because he's, he's only lifting a concrete bench. Well... He's getting smaller by the minute. That's That may be true, but... His, he's he's getting smaller not just because he's li- lifting concrete benches. It's because he he's sad. He misses his friend. You, you killed you think him. So yeah, I know. Oh, so I thought I thought you I thought you meant me because I'm his friend now. No, the one well that as... you killed. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> I thought we'd all forgot about uh, him. No, no, no. We've I, I I remember him. Oh, could we could we forget about him? I don't know. It would make it all very much easier for all of us. And then the rock comes over on a a little um, like kid's bike. Like, oh god, Nick, how small is he getting? Yeah, he's like, Hey, it's me, the rock. Oh, oh no, you've gotten so small. Yeah, what, what have you done? That's right, I lost so much mass that uh, I'm a little kid again. Wait, you by, by not being able to lift big enough weights, you somehow contracted Benjamin Button disease. That's absolutely right. Lifting big weights was the only thing that was keeping me a man. And now that I'm too sad to lift them, I'm a little boy again. Oh, no. I knew I knew this curse would eventually make its way into the Fast and Furious franchise. And again, they, uh, the filmmakers want to appeal to fans of uh, kind of med- magical realism and uh, David Fincher. <laughs> so uh, here, here we have The Rock. And he's fast becoming a boy. And he, he, wants, to, he wants to live all his dreams. I don't want to die. I don't want to die as a baby. Oh, I'm going to make sure you have the best final days of your life. What's on your bucket list, The Rock? Um, I I really want... I really want to see the Aurora Borealis. The what? The Aurora Borealis. You know, in, in the sky, in the northern hemisphere, there's crazy colors. I want to see them all before I die. But that's 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 very long. It's very far. It's a long way to get there. I mean, they could fly, but he wants to go in his his signature car. Well, um, they have a way, uh, and we cut to boom. Uh, it was it Norway. The um the Fast and Furious gang are all in Norway, and then uh that ludicrous speaks up. He's like, "All right, if we look on my uh my iPhone app here, I'm tracking uh, how far away." The cars are, and they're about three weeks away. Um, so, oh no, they, they we're too so far away. Yeah, and the rock is okay. sitting in his big car, getting smaller and smaller by the second. He's, so, he's in a booster seat now. He's like sip, yeah, sipping yeah. on some juice. <laughs> and he doesn't need to take on the qualities of a, of a baby. He's still has the rock's mind, but he's um, 
and he's getting shipped over. He's got three weeks on a boat um, through through the through the mini seas. Mm. Meanwhile, we we cut to uh, Vin Diesel, who's single now. He's got no family, no ties. He's just like his hair. He's got a little apartment. Yeah, his hair has grown back because he's got no wow. stress in his life. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Just constantly being fast and furious. This was really... Uh, he's got a, th- oh, wow. a thick head of hair. And uh, he's got a little apartment. Yeah, he's um, he's hanging out at bars trying to trying to meet people. Um, oh, is, is it a bit sad or, a, or is he kind of doing no, okay? No, it's a bit sad. What is... Because normally when you're in that kind of situation, you buy yourself a midlife crisis car that's like a, you know... A, a sports car, mm. but he owns many sports cars. Uh, some would say that are too strong. Yeah. So he bu- what, what's a midlife crisis car for? Well, him? he buys himself yeah. like a, a family mover, like a <laughs> just like a, a real shit, a real shithole car. Oh well, that's yeah, that's that's out there, I guess. Um, and uh, and it, yeah, he's he's just uh, he because the main the main reason people like him is because he saved their life. It's not actually because he's like a particularly interesting guy or fun to have around, you know. Um, so he's finding it really hard to meet people in bars. He's like, "Do you like cars?" And they're like, "If they're like, no." He's like, Ugh. <laughs> he, he's, he sometimes punches them, <laughs> yeah. which is just an, it's, it's an old instinct from you know from his old job, and it's getting him in a bit of trouble. He's banned from a lot of places, and he starts getting. He, he he wants to live again. He wants to go fast. But he uh he sold his very strong car. Yeah, that's true. He uh he really needs he really needs to to get back into the game and and he uh he he sort of thinks well maybe I'll check in with my old family and see what they're up to and he looks up on um, Facebook to see um, what everyone's been up to and does a few little comments like great to see you you you're doing well uh, uh Roman. And uh, then he he sees that the rock has is slowly being turned into a child, um, because the it celebrates it's celebrating the rock's third birthday. Yeah, he's like, well, this is got to be something wrong here. But no, Facebook is um, it's brilliant like that. It picks up when you have a rapidly deteriorating uh, <laughs> backwards age uh, backwards aging, and and so it's his it's his birthday mm. every day. Yeah, so he um he says, oh, well, I've got to do something about this, and he um he he. He calls uh, Cypher, uh, Charlie's Theron. He, he calls her up and he's like, I need a ride in your really cool, invisible plane. And she's like, mm, okay, cool. Um, their whole plot line is just forgotten. And uh, she drives, she flies down, picks him up, and they fly uh, to Norway. Um, and and he, he drops down with his uh, car just in the nick of time to sort of pick up the rock. It just, it just fl- well, I, the, the rock's about kind of, he's about... Uh, I'd say about three days out of port at this point in the ship, but and this and this is something that uh, us Fast and Furious heads have been waiting for for a long time, is uh, a car driving under the sea, and uh, it's it's beautiful. He he lands he he flies his car out of the plane and lands on um on the the ship, mm-hmm. picks up the rock, and another amazing kind of crazy Fast and Furious. Uh, Stunt, which we've never seen before, is that a car gets in another car. Yeah, it's really good. So, it's really cool. It's, it, everyone's like, "How will they top uh, the driving a car out of the skyscrapers in the last one?" Well, guess what? Um, he puts the rock's car in his car and sits it, and he puts the seatbelt on it, 
and it's a car sitting on a seat in another car. And it's like the petrol heads are going ape shit for the scene in the movie. It's like amazing. Yeah. Um, so this and this car drives this uh, uh, the car with a little car inside. He drives out of the sea and drives um, towards uh, the the Northern Lights. Um, and he drives so fast and so furiously that the rock starts to age up again because that's how far incredible how fast he's driving. He's driving faster than time. Yeah. Um, time actually appears beside them in a car. And is like trying to keep up, and then Vin Diesel. Father time. Father time. <laughs> uh, played by Sean Connery, and he. Wow. Yeah, and, huge uh, kid. But Vin Diesel like drives his car into Father Time's car, like just sends it flying and crashing into a cliff. So Father Time is dead, essentially killing time itself. Wait, so time has stopped, and um, yeah, this is amazing. So the the rock, he's now about. 12 and um but time has stopped forever and, and everything is frozen and uh but luckily um all the uh fast and furious people are too strong to be affected by time um so they're all walking around freely um in in this kind of frozen still earth it's like it's like in charmed you know when they post everyone is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, i understand not, charmed not, not, yeah, all right. The, the science of charmed. So, um, and the, all the family are there waiting under the aurora borealis, borealis, uh, aurora snorealis. <laughs> and uh, no, it is not. It's beautiful. And they um, and they look up at it, and uh, and Vin Diesel he says, "You know, life on Earth moves a bit too slow for us." <laughs> It's not ex- it's not exciting. It's up there. And they all nod in agreement. Maybe they're too strong and powerful for this earth. And they they decide to drive to space. Mm-hmm. And they get in their car and they, and they drive up well, the all... northern lights. So they the, the, the cars go along the ground and then as soon as the lights start they just start lifting off into the sky. Mm. And a very one of the, a very cool thing another new thing for this uh franchise is um Ludacris drives a tram, but not on tram tracks. Yeah. and Just freely across the... <laughs> a full tram. And uh, Roman is driving the Magic School Bus. <laughs> the Magic School Bus, another crossover, <laughs> which is really great. Um, and uh, what's it, the hacker, she is, um, she's, dri- she's driving kind of... What's, what's, what are those cars with uh, one wheel at the front? And tuck, two tuck. wheels at the back. For, for, oh, maybe they've got one at the back, two at the front. There's one on Mr. Rickshaw. Bean. No, it's it's like a car that they briefly had in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's that car. Yeah, it's that car. Uh, so it's a great, great lineup of cars. Um, yeah. And those are driving up the stars, and uh, they, they, they land at the Aurora Borealis, uh, and it, it, it's so beautiful, Nick. Yeah. It's so beautiful, and there's, there's 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 every car you could dream of there, um, flying around in a beautiful space wonderland. Yeah, and then they and then they sort of say, well, let's let's head off into the stars and see if there aren't some more cars out there that we can drive. And um, and and a little voice says, did someone say more cars out there? And it's it's a uh, uh, Mater 
from Cars, the, 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 the movies. He's like, well, I do believe you've entered the Cars universe. And uh, that's where Cars is set, in outer space, in an alternate dimension. Oh, my God. And so Vin Diesel going to come and they're going to like start driving the cars from Cars. Yeah, and then there's a scene where um, uh, like Vin Diesel goes to open one, and he opens the door, but these are humanoid cars with big eyes on their windscreens. And he opens it, and guess what's in there, Nick? A big brain. <laughs> And all this, and all this goo, and he's like, and he's like, ah, because ah, it's like having the side of their head opened up, and uh, and it's fucking horrific, and uh, that sets up the big conflict about to unfold in Fast and Furious, Deep Space Nine. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow! I, like Fast and Furious Eight, not so good, but I'm very excited about Fast and Furious Deep Space Nine. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some. Wonderful stuff that's going to happen. I, I can't wait, and I'm really glad <laughs> the movie unfolded in such a way. Oh uh, well, that is uh, that is that's all the time we have. Uh, that's been Walkout Boys for another week. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please uh, please let us know. Absolutely, and make sure you check out uh, as many podcasts as you can on the Little Empire Podcast Network. And hey, if you're in New Zealand, we have a live show in the New Zealand International Comedy Festival, as well as other comedy shows of our own. We would love you. Come along and see them. See you there. Thanks for listening to this Little Empire podcast. We've got live shows happening in the New Zealand International Comedy Festival powered by Flick Electric Co. So go to comedyfestival.co.nz and buy tickets now. Meanwhile, if you enjoyed this show, maybe you should listen to The Worst Idea of All Time with Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat. Did you ever notice, I just want to go back to this lazy boy thing. Yeah. In the afternoon, you can fall asleep on a lazy boy for like up to three hours and it's fantastic. Have you ever tried sleeping overnight on a lazy boy? No, Everything that is uncomfortable that, about that chair reveals itself to you. So what's going on? What's happening? It's just a different Why are setting? there kids loudly playing how at nine old, o'clock at night? How old are you, dude? It's Let a the kids Sunday. Play. It's it's terrifying. Ah! You forget that films are supposed to have a point.